0: Welcome, everybody, to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 152. I'm your host tonight, and my name is Shorty, and I have just one bean on the line with me tonight in the form of Cracker. How's it going, mate? I'm all right, buddy. How are you? I'm better than you sound. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I actually feel fine. I've just yep. got this wicked man got the voice. lurgy. <laughs> Yeah, you've, so, you've got the wicked man voice—the person with the manliest voice on, I know. <laughs> it's it's extra man. It can go way down. So I don't know if you knew this, but Dash lost his voice for oh really like four days. Is that like a blessing? Oh mate, you have, have no idea. So peaceful in your house. It was. I mean, it didn't stop Leor yelling, but it stopped <laughs> Dash yelling back at him. So it was like only a third of the volume that I'm used to. So it was yeah, it was yeah.
0: great. I loved it you get you get like Leo yelling at Dash because he's not responding to him because he can't
1: answer his questions and
0: things no, like no. that. No, Dash
1: is still just being his normal troll <laughs> self. <laughs> okay, All right, that that didn't go away.
0: Uh, so I've I've got a, a story from let's go on a tangent already. A story from my childhood of uh, you know my brothers. So mm-hmm. the, the, I'm the eldest of four boys. So yep. the second eldest brother had a pair of earmuffs on. And the third eldest brother was yelling at him to give him the earmuffs. And uh, he was, you know, facing the other direction and he's yelling at him, oh, what, the earmuffs, give me the earmuffs. Wouldn't give them to him, wasn't turning around listen to him. Sure. So he whacked him in the head with a golf club. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> like split his head open, like the, you know, the Ooh. the actual club end, not like the stick end or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's like... He couldn't hear you. Like, he wasn't going to answer you because he had earmuffs on. <laughs> and you could just pull them off. <laughs> yeah, it's just, no, just one of those dumb hit, things.
1: Going to go fetch a golf club and whack him with it. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I think he might have already
0: had the golf club and, yeah, it was just like, oh, I've got a golf club. You're not listening to me, so I'm just going to
1: whack you in the head. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what this is about your childhood, Shorty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It was exciting, adventurous.
0: Yes, yes. There was everyday occurrences in uh, in my household. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, we are here to talk about some magic, and uh, yeah, well, it's it's actually been a few weeks since I've been on the podcast. I think <laughs> it's oh, been I like three weeks. You've been on uh, on a bit, but yeah, Chewy's been doing the heavy lifting with uh, a couple of special guests, which has been really cool. So. Yeah, good to be back on, almost sort of forget how to do it after all this time, but that's all right, we'll get I back find that it. hard to believe. <laughs> when we hit record and it's just straight into the professional welcome to the Magic Bean. That's it. <laughs> yeah, never forget that, no, all good. One thing I'd never forget about though, Cracker, is to shout out our awesome sponsors, so
1: How could you forget? Josh and Pats are the actual best. Yeah, I'll talk about Josh and Pats all the time. They are a Facebook auction page with nightly lots of magic cards that you can bid and buy. They have... Auctions going up every day. They've got win it now. So you just say mine or sold or whatever it is. And it's yours. The rates are always amazing. Uh, and because they have a full-time auctioneer, their packages go out super quick. And they come with sweet tokens that you get to choose from, which we'll have a new one in a few weeks to add to the collection, which is pretty awesome. And yeah, they just help us put on the tournament series that we've just coming to the end of. And yeah, they're absolute legends. So go check them out. Bazaar. And when you win an auction, let them know that the bean sent you.
0: Very good. All right, so we're in a bit of a weird spot at the moment uh, in in terms of magic. So we've just had Brothers War release. You know, we had the pre release last weekend. We had the set only just, I think, like yesterday or mm-hmm. the day before, maybe release on Arena and and Magic Online. So it's very very fresh. Like drafting is just starting that sort of thing. So like I haven't I haven't even played Arena for like. Two weeks to be honest, but I haven't started in that sort of thing. You know, we can't really give you a, a rundown on the, the limited f- archetypes and what we're thinking about, all that sort of thing, you know, how the standard format's going, all that sort of stuff. So we've got no idea about that. And then we've got some large pioneer events coming up next weekend for us, and then as, as well as some events this weekend. Mm hmm. But that's also a sort of new format because we've just had a, a set release and there's some, yeah, there's a bunch of tournaments going out. So, there's going to be deck lists to talk about, but we don't have those yet. So, we're kind of in a weird spot, but there's always something to talk about in Magic. That's so-
1: never stopped us before, mate. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is It is a bit of a limbo. So, I was watching a couple of streams last night. I was checking out Krook. He has seeing what he was up to in New Standard. Uh, so, like, there's some interesting things, but, you know, it's- it's super early, so everyone's just kind of trying things out and seeing what's good and what's not. So, you know, stay tuned in the next couple of weeks and we'll have an idea of what settles down. It looks like it's just kind of more of the same with upgrades across the board. I don't know that there's any huge new archetypes yet, but we'll see. Soldiers, actually, and mono-red, surprisingly.
0: Yeah, okay. I mean, historically, mono-red does well in the early days of the format because, you, you know, there's always super aggressive stuff that you can be doing and the control decks aren't tuned and don't really know what to do, so that's uh, yep. that's pretty common. But yep. the the current uh, season for the uh, regional championship qualifiers is standard, so the next lot of regional championships are going to be standard. So it's likely that we'll be playing a fair bit of standard. You know, we've got the envy coming up that will be standard as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of other content creators talking about Standard. So, yeah, we'll get an idea on the metagame. I did a stream on Monday and sort of went through some decks that I'm interested in. You know, people have been posting up lists from the early access events, which, for some reason, we cannot seem to get reinvited to, <laughs> despite me trying every avenue I can to contact Wizards to get back on there. They just don't seem to respond. But, uh, yeah, there's like there's heaps and heaps of decks that people are putting out there, but in these early couple of weeks it's it's pretty wide open and yeah we'll have to hoard your save. wild cards people
1: yes hoard yeah. them
0: <laughs> do, do not go burning wild cards just yet otherwise you'll end That's up it. with four judiths in your account and you'll never exactly. use exactly
1: <laughs> that is correct listen don't buy urs just yet all right just, <laughs> yes. just wait
0: yeah actually that is uh that is a bit nasty because you got to buy like the erses and the White stone, weak stone, and then same yep. with Mishra. And it's like, oh yeah, just burn eight wild cards engine. and then get out of the garbage. Yep,
1: <laughs> perfect. And these stocked accounts that have every card and a hundred thousand gems to go with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Let let the uh, the whales out there and the big content creators figure out the meta for you, and then spend your wild cards. Now is the time to be drafting and playing sealed. So get into that. All right. So yeah, we do have a few things that we are going to talk about. There was a an, an article that came out. I think in the last week with uh you know the arena state of the game and, and a few little updates there so there's a few little quality of life changes that they're making with this or the patch that comes out with the new set release so one of the things they they've brought in is the auto tapping so you know when you've got the you, you cast a spell and it it asks you how you want to pay for it and you can just hit auto pay it will now Show you what colors it's going to auto tap for you, and and that's a specific thing that's come about because of cards like Blade Coil Serpent, which is the one that's the X and six. And if you pay blue blue or black black or red red to to cast it, it does different things. Yep. So that's that's something that you need to be aware of. You don't want the auto tapper to just go, oh yeah, we'll just tap all all blue and you draw cards when you actually wanted to do something else. I mean, drawing cards is not really a problem. But... I mean,
1: you, you do in fact <laughs> just want to do that. Pro tip. Exactly. Uh... Yeah.
0: So yeah, it it will show up in the where the like auto pay button is that little orange button. It will show you what it's going to be paying, and then and if you don't like that, you can manually tap your lands, and yeah, then it'll show you what you're actually gonna uh, pay it with. So that's cool, cool little thing. Uh, another little change they're making is when you have cards or spells that ask you to you know like uh, put cards on the top or bottom of your library. Previously, it 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 was usually like you know, select one card to put on the top, select one card to put on the bottom. And it was confusing if you didn't read, <laughs> read oh, it properly. Yeah. <laughs> the iteration got
1: me a number of times when I yeah, first cast that. Yep.
0: So yeah, now, now they've basically made it look like what it looks like when you scry. So it will actually show you your library and then you can drag cards to the top and to the bottom and, and things like that. So it's a bit more visually represented for where that card is going to end up, which, which is pretty cool. Yeah, they're just a couple of little changes, so hopefully they, they make a, a bit of a difference. But we've got a couple of other things with Arena that they've brought
1: in. And the first thing is golden packs. What are golden packs, Cracker? Surprisingly good. <laughs> yes. I, it's it's So golden packs are a new type of pack that you're going to get when you purchase standard packs out of the store. So either with the pre-release bundles or even just with gold Um, as you you go through it, you can just pay and then you you stack it up. So when you get 10 of a particular like Brothers War packs that you've purchased, you will get a golden pack. And the golden pack comes with six rares or mythics from standard legal. So they're not all going to be Brothers Brothers War cards, but uh, they will all be rares and mythics. And you do have the chance of the rares being upshifted to mythic. So you're guaranteed at least one mythic, but you might get some extra bonus ones as well.
0: Okay, I didn't actually realise that you had to buy specifically Brothers War, so I'm assuming this will reset when a new set comes out. I thought it was just any packs that you buy from the, uh, the store, but actually looking at it, it, yeah, yeah. it looks so like, the it, little, like it says, purchase four more Brothers War packs to earn a golden yeah. pack. Like, oh, so, okay.
1: I I don't know whether it goes back, whether you could buy like Dominara United and get 10 packs of those and then, you know, get to the golden packs, but I think it's, it's from Brothers War forwards is my yeah, okay. understanding. Uh, in fact, yes, that's what it says. We're only applying this change to Brothers War Packs this time. Okay. Uh, so, but yeah, this is, this is really good. Uh, you know, they've finally admitted to the fact that uh, the economy is not very good. And <laughs> card acquisition, if you don't play limited, is kind of awful. And yes. so, I think I've heard a couple of people talking about this. It kind of brings it in line with if you just drafted a bunch. And depending on how well you do- you know, you obviously get the rares and things from drafting. You know, you guaranteed three rares out of your draft if you rare draft. But yeah, I think I think this is really good. And it doesn't seem like they've punished us anywhere else, which we've seen before. Yeah.
0: yeah usually when they give us something good, <laughs> they take something else away. So yeah, this is definitely adding. And, and exactly like you said, it, it does seem to be evening out between constructed and limited cuz um, we've spoken about it before like you're literally or previously you were you were better off just entering a draft for the 5000 gold you know when it's on quick draft or whatever and even if you just enter and concede you still, you're still you still better off than just straight buying packs from the store because you're getting to actually select the cards that you want. You're going to get more rares. You're opening full-size packs rather than small packs. And then, you know, you're getting minimal prizes even if you get zero wins. So you are much better off doing that. And now this, yeah, definitely does even it up. So if, if you're not interested in limited at all, then yeah, you can just go, oh, I'm just going to Dump twenty thousand gold and buy twenty packs, and that gets me, you know, twenty packs worth of cards, but also two golden packs because you fill up Mm -hmm. the meter twice. And uh, yeah, it's that's twelve more either rares or mythics, which is pretty cool. So good, good change, and well done, wizards. Good, good job, wizards. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that counts whether you buy the packs with gold or gems. Doesn't doesn't really matter as long as yeah, yeah, individually or bundles.
1: Yep, yep, exactly.
0: Speaking of buying things through the store, wildcard bundles. Now they're back. They are back. They trialled them for a while. Previously, yep. the wildcard bundle was fifty bucks, fifty US, which at the moment is basically a hundred Australian. Perfect. Uh, 50 US for 12 rares and four mythics. So Wizards has heard the feedback and gone, oh, we better make it cheaper for everyone. So now you can buy four rares for $10 US. Or okay. for for Mythics for twenty dollars US. How does that sound to you, Cracker?
1: I mean, I like not being locked into spending fifty dollars. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we we did do some quick maths before, Shorty, and you you were explaining to me that is in fact the same.
0: Yes. <laughs> I think there might be a few cents difference because I think they're like nine ninety nine, and the other one was forty nine ninety nine. So you're probably saving like four cents or something. Yes, but, let's go. Yes, yes, but uh, yeah, if if you buy four mythics for twenty dollars, and then buy three of the rare packs for thirty dollars, that costs you fifty, and you end up with twelve rares and four mythics, which is the same as the previous bundle. So they haven't actually changed the price; they've just split it up so that if you want to, you can buy the ones you need. And yeah, it it is you know from a consumer's point good. of view yeah it, it is a good thing i would much prefer if it was you know 6 rares for 10 bucks that seems a bit more reasonable to me
1: 4 rares for 4 bucks
0: yeah yes 4 rares for 50 cents sounds good yeah. <laughs> lock it in but yeah you you're certainly much yeah. more likely to actually buy you know it's like um you know i've got this tournament on the weekend i just need a few more rare wild cards to finish off this deck. Oh, it's only ten bucks. Yep, sweet. I'll buy that. Done. And they, I reckon they're going to make make way more money off of that than the fifty dollar packs, where it's like, 100%. oh man, I do not want to commit to yeah, like eighty or ninety Australian dollars to get some wild cards when I only need two wild cards or whatever.
1: Yeah, I, I was zero percent to ever yes. buy one of those fifty dollar packs. Yep. I am more than zero percent to buy one of these ten dollar ones when I just need to. Finish a deck because, like, I have done that before. And you're like, oh, I just need some rare wild cards. I'm like, okay, I've got some gold. I'm just going to go buy packs from that set and hope I spike the rare or my counter ticks around enough to get the rare wild card or you get yeah. a rare wild card in the pack. And, like, yes, that's, that's that's the that's ultimate, n- <laughs> I, right? Like, yeah, it, but that's not a good experience. You feel no. like you're just rolling dice on that one. Yeah. So, this is really good because you can yep. just like, yeah, you know what? 12 bucks, 15 bucks, whatever it ends up being. Sure, I'll do it.
0: Yep, so, yeah, good good thing. Would prefer it's a little bit cheaper, but it is a it is a reasonable price and gives you the option. So, again, well done, Wizards. Uh, last couple of things on Arena. So, yeah, they've told us, which we knew already knew about, Explore Anthology number two mm-hmm. is coming in December, which I'm quite looking forward to. So it'll be the usual thing where you can buy a bundle with four copies of each card from the store, or you can, you know, craft the cards like normal. And then, um, yeah, we've got Shadows of Renestrade Remastered coming next year, which... Thing in the Ice. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be so good. Not that uh, Thing in the Ice is is played in uh, Phoenix, as we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, And then, yeah, just a reminder for all the limited people out there, there is another arena open on next weekend. So the weekend of the 26th, and this is a limited one again. So Brothers War sealed on day one and then draft on day two. And I did hear something about... I couldn't find it in the article, but something about if you three o the first draft because there's like two drafts on day two, you get like a like an extra loss or to give or something like that. It's yeah, I, I can't remember exactly the details. So if if you're interested, go and look it up, and uh, yeah, you'll find out the information for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm just reading it here, so it's saying if you've got a record of three one and four uh, o, you earn a spot in day two, but with a key difference: uh, undefeated players will now carry forward an unused loss pip to day ah, two, yes, making a double just- elimination. So, yep. that's that's what it is. So, if you go 4-0, then, yeah, you, you basically can drop an extra game, extra match yeah, in day that's, two, that's, which that's is That's cool. pretty cool, actually. Yep. Nice.
0: Yeah, good change. All right. Uh, another announcement that we had this week, we won't go into it in detail. We'll touch on it more next year, but they announced when and where the first Pro Tour will be on. So, we'll talk about the Pro Tour in a little bit when we talk about regional championships and stuff but pro tour is you know it's finally back and we're going to have the first one next year we knew it was going to be sort of first quarter next year so they are holding magic con philadelphia so we had the magic 30 event in las vegas mm. whenever that was a couple of weeks ago you know we yep. we talked about that a little bit and uh yeah this one is apparently going to be twice as big like the floor space is literally twice the size of what they had it at, at uh vegas which is pretty nuts but they did a uh, like a weekly MTG thing with Huey Jensen and they talked about a few of the lessons that they've learned from that and things that they're going to improve and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, sounds like it's going to be a pretty big deal and it will be featuring the Pro Tour. So, if you're attending that event, you know, you can watch the Pro Tour live. They haven't 100% confirmed it, but they have said previously that they will be covering the Pro Tours. So, hopefully we'll get paper coverage again from Wizards, which will be pretty sweet. And, uh, yeah, I'm assuming if you're there at the event, you can actually, you know, watch the feature matches on a on a screen or, or something like that. So should be pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, they'll do all the usual uh, cosplay event and- um,
1: They'll do command zones and yeah. side events and yep. they'll, they'll make it into a real con. Uh, yep. I mean, hence the magic con thing. Yeah, which exactly. Is, which is really cool. Um, I think that's a, a, the correct way to do these things moving forwards because it's so much smaller- well, sort of. So so different to the old PTs and GP system. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how that one plays out for sure.
0: Yeah, like from Wizards' point of view, they're going to be running, I don't know, maybe like four of these a year. And, and that's the only events, and I guess Worlds, but Worlds would probably be at one of these things. That's the only actual events that they run, whereas all the rest of the events are all run by, you know, like for us, Good Games and, and whoever else, like DreamHack mm-hmm. and, and all that sort of stuff. So it means they can put more money and effort into having these huge events whereas previously they were hosting GPs like however like 20 30 GPs a year plus pro tours and, and all that sort of thing all, all separate and yeah it would have been a lot of work and probably oh, just it was a lot massive, of massive because there was money. basically
1: like in in some cases there was two or three GPs per weekend that yeah, were every yeah. weekend pretty much and sometimes yep. they would double yeah, up yeah in the states Yep, yeah we yeah.
0: get we get one a year but oh yeah <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, speaking of GPs, we've got effectively the equivalent of the GPs.
1: Po- sort of? Almost. Yeah. No, Coming not up. Not quite.
0: No, not, not quite to the same that level. It's but
1: the RCs.
0: Yes. It doesn't go. roll off the tongue, does it? No. <laughs> Depending on how you say it, it sounds like something else. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Depends on how sick you are at the time.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, this is effectively... Probably the biggest events that we're going to have in Australia these days. I don't see them bringing any pro tours and Magic Cons back to Australia. It would just be a huge expense for them. I imagine they will pretty much all be in the states. So yeah, this is kind of this is what we get, and it is yeah regional championships, uh, which is Sydney. We've spoken about this previously. We've been talking about it for the last few months that most of the beans are going up there next weekend, and it's going to be awesome. But this is the first in that pyramid scheme thing that we mm-hmm. <laughs> spoke yep. about a while ago of you know get nearing towards the top. You know, we've had the regional championship qualifiers, so the the events that all your local stores run and the people that have won those have qualified for this, the regional championships. And so this is for us, this is the Australian and New Zealand regional championships. And players will be coming over from New Zealand, players will be coming from all around Australia, heading to Sydney next weekend. And you do well in that, you earn a bunch of cash. There's five grand US for first place, which is pretty nuts. That's a pretty solid prize. It is. And then top twelve qualify for the Pro Tour, which will be the Pro Tour in Philadelphia next year. And I believe it comes with flights. I seem to remember something about that when we were first looking at the the Pro Tour stuff. But
1: that's interesting because that's a that's a lot. T- the yeah. top twelve qualifying is is like that is a big number compared to what it used to be.
0: Yeah, so they've they've said because the the way the pro tour system is set up now, like there is that sort of chaining events together because mm-hmm. there's no there's no one already qualified and already in the system for That's the first just right, seeding it for the first yeah, few. Yeah, the gotcha. first one or two or maybe three. They yeah they're they're giving out extra invites so that there's more people, and then uh, yeah that will then they'll then cut that back. So. I would imagine normally it would have been like top eight would qualify. And actually, I think I remember reading that on their, their website that, yeah, the extra four invites are just for the the extra seats that they're, they're putting in. So these are kind of a big deal. Uh, there are some on this weekend. They're basically all being run either this weekend or next weekend. There's the one in the States. I think Atlanta, you said, the, the DreamHack That's one? That's the one. Yep, dream yep. DreamHack Atlanta. Yep, there's one in Sophia, which is... Somewhere in Europe, I think it was Bavaria or something like that. I could I could look it up. And there's, I think there's a there's one in South Can America. Can you look it up, though, shorty? I uh, probably well.
1: <laughs> Can you? Are you
0: sure? I could open Google Maps and search for where Sofia
1: is. Surely you could just open the Wizards website. Uh, and have yeah, it you and would tell think you. so. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Pr- preparing the show notes for tonight, it was. You know, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll look up and see which ones are on this weekend and which ones are on next weekend so we can actually say where they are and whatever. And you, know, you, you navigate your way through the nest that the Wizards website is and you find, okay, here's the schedule for the things. And it's like, oh, yep, I get a calendar, regional championships. Nope, that's got no information. That's just saying there's regional championships on this weekend. All right, go to some other event thing. And all it gives you is, here's the list of organizers for each region. And you have to go to their individual websites. So, then you got to somehow try and figure out how to navigate their individual websites. And, of course, you know, half of them are in different languages. You know, there's Japanese ones and Chinese ones and ones in, I don't know, Portuguese or, and Brazilian you know, <laughs> and German and all the other so languages that idiots I went, like to, us don't speak. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I literally opened them all and I found, like, two <laughs> that I could actually navigate and find where the, the dates were. One of them being the Australian one that was actually... Quite well set out, but yeah, good old wizards with their lack of promotion and clear it's fine, information. It's,
1: it's not like it's their premier event series or anything. Don't worry about it.
0: Ah, yeah, yep. <laughs> Who would need to know that
1: information? <laughs> nah, it's all good.
0: Uh, so yeah, it's it's as as we were saying before. That kind of kind of puts us in a little bit of limbo because all of these events are pioneer, and so. We've had pioneer events being played. You know, there's been, there was an SCG con last weekend, I think, or maybe the weekend before. There's been a few, you know, there's a bunch of Magic Online stuff. So we've seen some pioneer stuff, but nothing with the new set. And so now we're going to have, yeah, three very large tournaments that are being attended by ex pro players and Hall of Famers and those sorts of things, like people that are. They're vying to qualify to get to the first Pro Tour so they can get on the train again effectively. So this is the first real big tournament that actually counts for something. And so this is where we start to see the meta. But yeah. un- unfortunately, that leaves us in a weird spot where it's like, well, we could talk about what's going on behind here, but it's probably going to change.
1: Yeah, but that's that's exciting. Like, um, It feels like it's been forever since there have been stakes for, for any kind of magic. That uh, I mean, apart from the Beans League, clearly. Oh but, yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, yeah. But like you know, you seeing pros talk about like you know testing and and stuff like that, or former former pros, I guess, is the the accurate term. But it's it's cool to to see people kind of you know re engaging in that system because we loved it. Like I I just want it back.
0: Yeah, and especially the way they're doing it this time cuz it's literally set just released here's original championship yeah. so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's brand like new and same that, week yeah and 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 that's what we used to get with the old pro tours they would be usually two weeks, two weeks. after yep. which is what we've got for for our ones in australia i'm not sure scheduling wise why they're on different weekends but is what it is you know there might be public holidays and things like that. actually is it thanksgiving coming up in the states
1: That'd be, it is yeah the following yeah, weekend
0: yeah so that's probably why they didn't do it that weekend but yeah, that's what we used to get all the time. And and it was really cool because you would watch the coverage and it's like, oh, okay, what decks are doing real? And, and you know, I remember watching coverage and then going, oh, this deck is performing really well. I'm going to quickly jump on eBay or something and buy some mm-hmm. of those cards. And if that deck wins, they're going to spike in price and then I can sell them. Like, <laughs> it's like magic Whoa. finance stuff. But also, Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep. but uh yeah it was super exciting cuz you you didn't know like we, we didn't have you didn't have the data you didn't have a set meta you didn't have 3 months of the same decks getting played over and over and you just kind of know mm-hmm. what you're going into it was like who's going to come with the spice <laughs> and, and it was really cool so we will there will be coverage for i think at least two of the events that are on this weekend so the dream hack one uh, i don't know if you've watched the Anzi anzy d mtg uh, he's been doing- I, I know a, a, who it is,
1: but I haven't seen.
0: Yeah, so he's been doing a lot of the, like, backpack coverage uh, setups yeah, yeah. at, like, the SCG events and things like that. And he's, his setup is actually, like, he's doing amazingly well. And I've, I've had a bit of Twitter conversation with him, picking his brain about how he does things and giving him, you know, information about how we do things and whatever. A bit of, little bit of back and forth, which has been quite interesting. But, yeah, he's got a, got a very cool setup. And so, he he sets up. Well, now he's actually doing like a couple of cameras so he can have a couple of matches going on at a time and he's streaming it back to someone else who is then streaming that to some commentators. So they have, you know, remote commentators commentating on the matches and then putting that out to Twitch. So he's he's doing a very, very good job. And uh, yeah, I believe he's covering the DreamHack one. I'm not sure if it's going to be on his Twitch or if it's going to be on DreamHack's Twitch, but either way, if you search for it, it's A-N-Z-I-D... MTG on Twitch or Twitter. You'll find him and, uh, yeah, go and give him a follow and then watch that coverage. So that'll be running all weekend. And then the Legacy one, which is the name of the tournament organizer for the European ones, they are doing coverage. They've been doing coverage for all of their events. They've actually mm-hmm. been running, rather than running small store events like we've had here in Australia, they've been running big events where they've had like two and 300 people and it's like top eight sort of thing qualify for... For the regional championship, and they've been doing coverage for all of those events with uh, with some pretty cool commentary. So, yeah, go and check them out. Uh, I think they're Legacy MTG on Twitch, but uh, yeah, you should be able to find that. So basically, we're going to have two lots of coverage all weekend, and with the different time zones, it's going to be mean almost twenty four hour coverage of it's paper so magic events. Good. Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm quite looking forward to yeah, having for my sure. phone with me all weekend and just yep. <laughs> slyly watching a little bit of Twitch coverage. And when the kids aren't watching the TV, I'll have it up on there. Should should be good. Yeah, it'll be unreal. Yeah. So that's going to help us sort of determine what we're going to be playing for our event. So Sydney next Sydney. weekend. Yeah. Which feels like it snuck
1: up on us somehow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's like, almost, we've been talking about Christmas. it for forever. I know, I know
1: <laughs> but this year has just disappeared, man. I don't yeah. know how it's going. Uh, I'm pumped, dude. Yeah. Like, yep. It's been such a long time since we've, you know, gone to a magic event. Can't wait.
0: Well, the last magic, like, major magic event that we went to was the Sydney event, which I think was four years ago. Which I, know- I didn't go to. Yeah. <laughs> You, I'm oh, you sure that that was one. One
1: I didn't go to that one, no. Well,
0: there was, there was one after that in Brisbane that Chris and Maddie P went to, which Psst. I yep. don't think any of the rest of us went to. Where was it, Melbourne GP?
1: You're going to tell me that's like five years ago or something?
0: Oh, I don't know. It's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... I think it's been it's been like four years or uh, thereabouts Yikes. since we've played in a, a large sure. event. And, and the reality is between then and now we've played in like
1: three paper events. <laughs> Heaps. It's all right. I know how to shuffle. Do you? Just bend the cards together. (laughs) Just like we do with Chris's Vintage Cube. (laughs) Yeah. I I did not. I would not riffle shuffle Chris's Vintage Cube. No. Pretty much everything else, but not that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, we're flying up on the Thursday for the event. And uh, yeah, there's- The stuff on the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we're all flying home on the Monday. So massive weekend of magic! It is always just stacks of fun, and and this time it's going to be even better. We've got we've got a house. A house is a. It's probably doing it. It's a term. It's a a correct description of what
1: it is. sense.
0: (laughs) It's nice. Yes, it looks amazing. So uh, yeah, quite a few from the beans community are going up as well. So yeah, it's going to be pretty cool to catch up with a bunch of awesome people, and there will be a bulk cube. I was and- going to say,
1: speaking of vintage cube, I think that's going to come up. Yeah, yeah. So, yep
0: whew. I don't know how Chris is going to fit in the weight limit of the flight.
1: I don't know, man. Is- it's Chris. <laughs> He'll probably yeah. buy a seat for the cube.
0: <laughs> Just have it strapped in <laughs> and put, put, put the buckle around. That's and- it. <laughs> uh, get it a meal and a drink. and <laughs>
1: No, not a drink. Are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, so uh, yeah it should, should be very cool uh, I'm bringing my camera and mm-hmm. Chris is bringing his laptop and we, we're bringing some basic streaming equipment so the plan is to hopefully stream some cube games and uh, you know maybe some Commander if, if we can I don't know how we'll go setting up the camera to be able to stream Commander, but definitely some, some 1v1 games we'll be able to stream so yeah keep an eye out for those in the evenings over the weekend and uh, yeah should be pretty cool it, it may or may not happen <laughs> might, we'll might our best.
1: <laughs> And if you're going to be there man, you better come up and talk to us yes like you 100% have to yeah it is just required okay because we've met almost none of you and we want to meet all of you so yeah 100% please come you know we'll be wearing beans t-shirts and all that sort of stuff and just generally milling around or ping us in Discord. And say yeah. where are you? And we'll give you table numbers and stuff. We'll we'll let people know where we're at so you can come hang out.
0: Absolutely. All right. So the plan for the weekend. Yeah. F- Friday is last chance qualifier. So none of none of us, none of the beans are actually qualified for the nah, main event. Whatever. <laughs> And probably none of us will actually play in the main event, but that's fine. But there are, I know like Rolling Royce is qualified. I know Penn Chair is qualified. I think mm-hmm. Map is also qualified. So there's a few people who from our community who are qualified, um, which will be cool to see how they go. But Pioneer on the Friday last chance qualifiers. I'm intending on playing in a bunch of those. Is that your plan as well, Cracker?
1: No. No? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just going to hang out. I don't know how to play standard, mate. What's wrong with you? It's Pioneer. I mean- <laughs> The last chance qualifiers? Yeah, yeah. I thought stand it. standard. Oh. No, no. Oh, maybe. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll, we'll take it as it comes. Yeah.
0: So, there's there's a bunch of different things on the Friday. Uh, there's a hot, big Highlander event. And uh, yeah, I, I, my intention is to play last chance qualifiers. I, I would like to qualify for the main event. That would be cool. I don't think I'm going to do very well in it, but would be nice too. So, uh, yeah, I need need a Pioneer deck for that at a, at a minimum. Saturday, mm-hmm. there is the main event. So, if we qualify for that, that's what we'll be playing. If not... There's a big modern event. I'm intending on playing on that. Are mm-hmm. you playing modern, Cracker?
1: I think so. Yep. Uh, there's a couple of other great.
0: different things. I think there's like a mystery booster draft and a few other different things. And then the Sunday is the top eight from the main event. So, if, if one of us makes it through to that, awesome. That's what we're playing. Uh, but if not, there's a standard 5K, which is something that we we just don't get here in Australia. Like, you hear no, about it never. all the time or you're used to with... Star City Games, there was always, you know, 5Ks and 10Ks and whatever. Yeah,
1: face-to-face used to do them in Canada as well.
0: Yeah, yep. So, that's going to be standard. And that's, that's also actually, if you do, I think, top four from that qualify for the next regional champions. So
1: oh, okay. That's cool.
0: Early start to the season. But the main event is Pioneer. And whether you play it on the weekend or not, Cracker, I will definitely be playing it. So, we thought we'd have a quick look at what's currently big in Pioneer and then have a bit of a talk about what we may be playing. Uh, I sort of went through my lists on my stream on Monday and what I was planning on playing, but you can go back and watch that VOD if you want, but we'll uh, we'll go through it again. But give us a bit of a rundown on, you know, sort of the main, you know, the top four or five decks that we're seeing in Pioneer at the moment.
1: Uh, yeah. So, Mono Green is still the super king. dominant, super consistent. It's, it's ramping. It's doing shenanigans with... Carns and taking extra turns, and uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 doing <laughs> some, all sorts of things. Some combos out of the sideboard. That's yeah. That's uh, all I know <laughs> it, exactly. But in addition to that, it's just playing like beatdowns with old growth trolls and cavalier of thorns as well. Yeah. So it it has a really split game pa- plan, but does both sides really well somehow. Um, and just like a big storm the festival deck, it kind of goes off with it feels like people have calmed down a little bit with the Oath of Nissa package where people are playing like nickel bolus dragon god and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, or Teferi in a, in, Well, they're playing Teferi in some of them, it seems like.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh oh, yeah, yeah, this list I'm looking at, yep. Teferi slows the sunset.
1: Yeah, but but predominantly it's it's just a mono green deck that um yeah, has a number of different ways to kind of attack, which is really, really strong
0: yeah, it's very hard to disrupt. It's uh, It's got the ramp element, so it's getting its game plan done quick. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, it's attacking you from different angles. You know, if you, you can either get bashed in the face or you can let them combo out. So, it has kind of been the top deck for for quite a long time, really, to be honest. It has, and yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they ban Nykthos. Like, Nykthos seems to be the the issue with the deck. Like, that's what's causing it to be so crazy and the fact that it's you know we've seen them ban things before and we had some bans recently for for similar reasons where the combo to win like if you're doing the khan and you're getting the cards out of your your sideboard the pestilent cauldron and chain veil and whatever else you you got going Mm -hmm. on in your sideboard i think it's actually quite a a, i know particularly on magic online it's a painful loop to go through
1: Yeah, I mean, it is deterministic though. So, you can just kind of present the loop in paper and say, I'm going to do this 10,000 times and, you know, take the next turns until I win. So, like, it's good in that respect. It's not like KCI, which wasn't always deterministic, you know, (laughs) eventually most of the time it was, but yeah. So, it'll be better in person, but yes, it is still not a particularly fast deck unless it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Rakdos midrange is just seems to be a deck that is just everywhere in all formats <laughs> at the moment.
1: Yep. What do we got going on here? Uh just value creatures, man. Blood Tithe Harvesters, Croxes, Underdogs, Bone Crusher Nines. It it looks just like the best black and red cards from standard in the last four years. Yep. Pretty that's, much. That's it. It's a fable deck. Fable discarding Croxa. Seems pretty great, not gonna lie. Uh, so lots of value and just it's it's the jund of the format, right? Just yeah, sticky sticky threats, thought seized, fatal push, you know, good removal, good interaction. Everything is super cheap. You know, it's got a couple of shieldreds and a couple of Calatases at the top end, but for the most part things are like, you know, two or one mana. So yeah, just a hyper efficient kind of deck that you'd expect to see.
0: Yeah, the big upgrade that it gets over like the standard decks from the last few years is you have access to dreadball which uh, if you don't know what it is, it's a red and black for a sorcery that's just destroy target creature or planeswalker. So not instant speed, thankfully, but it is just solid removal and just deal- <laughs> it just deals with everything. It's not-, not conditional.
1: Yeah, and it also just keeps getting upgrades like its mana base, you know, with Sulfur Springs is kind of like the perfect card for that because you've got an untapped dual land on turn one. Yep. Uh, like another one in addition to like, you know, blood crypts and things like that. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of been... One of the downfalls with the more aggressive decks is that sometimes the mana hasn't been the best and this just kind of gets at that a little bit closer, given we're never gonna have, you know, fetch shock in Pioneer.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah, well the the fetches were banned right from the start, which Correct. I think was a good move. Bin chickens. Bin is it chickens. Phoenix. We we know this deck. We've seen it for a very long time. You've seen me play it mm-hmm. <laughs> a million times, but yeah, they sort of moved away from the Thing in the Ice. last time I played Bin Chickens, it was four Thing in the Ice, Four Phoenix, and yeah, now it's a four Ledger Shredder four Phoenix deck, and usually with a one or two of of Thing in the Ice, just to I think it's mainly there as a bit of a safety valve against Green, because Green can get a bit big and, you know, they've got cavaliers that can block Yark Light Phoenixes and things like that. So it's, it's a nice great reset, yeah, yeah. Just just bounce everything, and then uh, hopefully, then trigger your phoenixes and attack with the thing in the ice, and or an awoken horror, and a couple of phoenixes, and yeah, get in for, for a bunch of damage. But it's all the usual stuff that we've seen for for ages. You know, some some burn spells, some of some of which uh, allow you to discard things. A bunch of card draw that does the same thing. Pieces of the puzzle is a card that uh, I haven't actually played in bin chickens, which is a three mana sorcery that. Reveal the top five cards of your library, put up to two instant and or sorcery cards from among them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. So you're potentially binning five cards, which is fantastic. And yeah, hopefully a couple of those are are bin chickens, but yeah, you're you're getting exactly what you want, which is instants and sorceries. And that's all just going to fuel the next two cards on the list, which is Treasure Cruise. We get to play Treasure Cruise. Oh, Mm -hmm. my goodness. (laughs) The only time I get to play Treasure Cruise is in uh, Pauper Cube. So Yep. Very excited to be playing that. And uh, if you don't know what that is, go and look it up. It is one of the best magic cards. It's basically uh, Ancestral Recall. And then Temporal Trespass. Oh, yeah. The, do you the, know what the, this is? I,
1: I actually <laughs> do. I do. It's it's a super cheap spell. Like all yeah. these kind of, um, you know, one and two mana cantrips to, you know, get your like Phoenix's back. There's this, you know, casual 11 mana sorcery just yeah. chilling here. <laughs> it is eight and triple blue with delve, and it says, take an extra turn after this one. Exile then, temple you trespass. You, you do? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Yeah, no, thankfully, definitely. I mean, you just said, I'm going to pay three mana and put five cards into yeah. my graveyard. That's literally Cabal Ritual for this thing. Yep. You've just added five mana for free.
0: So, it's effectively blue, 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 take an extra turn. So... Yeah, not not that hard. I I do like the curve. Like when you look at this deck, it's like, you know, a bunch of ones, a bunch of twos, a couple of threes, an eight, (laughs) an 11. Yep, perfect. (laughs) Just just this big jump. So, yeah, Bin Chickens, good deck, been around for ages, Uh, you know, sort of floats in and out of the meta. Used to be more popular when uh, Expressive Iteration was still around. And then I think when that got banned, it kind of dropped off a bit, but it's still proven to be a, a solid deck. Cracker. For sure. Yes. Next one. Planes, yes. bulk planes.
1: Oh, I love them. You They're do? They're my favourite thing to do. Uh, yeah, Monomite Humans. Actually, pretty good. Very strong. Yeah, it is. Yep. Very beat down, as you'd expect. Soldier of the Pantheon. It's a card you don't see very often. It's a uh, it's, uh, one meta, two one with protection from multicoloured. Whenever an opponent casts a multicolored spell, you gain one life. It's just like so many, so many one drops. And then just like- A bunch of powerful twos, you know, Luminac Aspirant, Thalia's Lieutenant, Big Thalia, or both Thalias. Yeah, there's just kind of all the disruptive creatures that you've seen in the last couple of years. Plus Adeline, this thing just, it gets you dead real fast.
0: Yeah, and we've seen, you know, these mono white decks for the last few years in Standard. They've they've just got so much uh, versatility in their creatures or, you know, spell-like abilities tacked onto their creatures with, you know, Mm -hmm. brutal Cathars and, and things like that that... You don't need to actually play removal spells. They are playing Brave the Elements, which is a protection spell. It's single white for an instant, choose a color. White creatures you control gain protection from the chosen color tool end of turn. So, you know, stops uh, removal or allows you just to punch in for that, you know, final bit of damage or a bit of extra damage. So,
1: mm-hmm. very solid. And just got some deck. upgrades as well. Like, there's some cards in Brothers War that will be... I imagine slotting into this. You know, none of these lists we're looking at have got yes, yep. brothers cards in them yet, because how can they? Um, yep. There's no, there's no way of doing that. But uh, yeah, you know, that new exile creature and the opponent gains three life, but you've got to have that number of planes equal to its mana value. I yes, yep. it's called. That one seems really uh, yep. strong. So there's there's a few things in here that I think will will find their way in. Um, that just seems like better than portable hole pretty much always for what you're trying to do. So, yeah, anyway.
0: Yeah, 100%. Uh, the next deck on the list, this this deck, there's been a few different iterations of the this next deck, and it was for a while people were saying that this was the the best list. It kind of started off as Mardu, which is what mm-hmm. we had in Explorer. So, the, we've got the Grease Fang decks, but yeah. it's it's evolved into Abzan now, and, and you were saying this is a deck that you're considering playing?
1: Yeah, so I've been messing around with a little bit. One of the other things that I've been... I played on and off for a little while was the um, Lotus Field deck, which is one we'll talk about in a second, but it seems really hard. yeah <laughs> <laughs> they've changed it a bit and it seems like you just need a lot more reps. Uh, yep. And this one is just more redundant. So the big change here is that green gets you into Grizzly Salvage, which is excellent. Look at the top five cards. You may put a creature of land into your hand and the rest in the graveyard. So you're just binning a lot, which is just fueling the graveyard uh and then the other big pickup is eldritch evolution which is from the shadows block and it is a sorcery for one green green uh as an additional cost to cast this you sacrifice a creature so you've got like rafines and then you go and should find the rest of the text you can go and find a creature card with converted mana x or less where x is two plus the creature's sacrificed mana value and then you put it into play so the, the thing you're trying to do all the time is just bin a Pahelion too, and then reanimate it with a Grease Fang. Uh, so one of the th- th- like the best starts you can have is to go like turn one Stitcher Supplier, you know, turn two Rafine's Informant, which gives you, you know, like four looks at putting a, um you know, Pahelion into your graveyard. Or you can, you know, like Grisly Salvage or like Seda Wayfinder dumps a bunch of stuff in. And then you can Eldritch Evolution any of your creatures into Grease Fang. So, yep. it's just extra copies and then Grease Fang into the battlefield, triggers, you get a Parheelion, you crew it with Grease Fang and you attack for 14 or whatever it is. <laughs> yes,
0: stupid amounts. Yeah, Ata Wayfinder is actually a, a massive- It's great. Improvement for this deck. And, and the other thing is by going into green, you now have access to a Seeker's Chariot as well. So, mm-hmm. most lists are running like four Seeker's Chariots, four parhelians and then a couple of Sky Sovereigns as well. Just so you've got you've got ten targets
1: to yeah, get you into need a your graveyard mass.
0: Yeah, so you've got you know Stitcher Supplier dumps three, and then if you manage to sack it, there's another three. Uh, you can also like if you're sacking it to the Eldritch Evolution, because the Stitcher Supplier is part of the, uh, sacking the creature is part of the cost. You'll mm-hmm. get the Stitcher Supplier's resolving, I believe, the the extra three cards before the Eldritch Evolution resolves. I think. Correct.
1: That Sounds right because you sacrifice the creature while the spell is on the stack, yeah. Yep. So even if the spell gets countered, the sacrifice for the stitcher supply yes. happens, yep. yep. So
0: stitcher supply dumps three to six, Rafine's Informant dumps a bunch of cards, Sate Awayfinder dumps a bunch of cards, uh, yeah. And then what was the other one? The spell Grizzly Salvage, Grizzly yeah, that's, Salvage, that's a bunch of yep. cards. So yeah, it's very by, yeah, by turn two, you should have eight or thereabouts, you know, sort of cards in your graveyard. And if you've got 10 hits, even if you're just hitting in a Seeker's Chariot, that's perfectly fine on turn three that you can cruise straight away and copy another token. And yeah, it's- uh, Yep,
1: and you end up with three, three cats, and you're attacking for four. And the other thing that is really good in this now is um, Can't Stay Away, which has been around for a little bit, but it's the black, white, and you return a creature card with meta value three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Uh, but it's also got flashback. So you're perfectly happy to just, flip that over, pay five, bring back a Grease Fang, reanimate, kind of go off. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I I think this is interesting. I I really like the way that this plays out.
0: Yeah. So, they're sort of the top decks. And, like, from what I've been hearing on podcasts and, you know, what I've seen of the meta and whatever, they're the decks that we're going to see when we're playing on the weekend. They've been around for a long time. They're going to all get some slight improvements from the latest set. Uh, so, there's going to be quite a few of those. There is – Pioneer is a very, very wide open format. There is a million decks after that that are fairly strong. You know, there's mm-hmm. Azorius Control. There's Bant Spirits or Mono Blue Spirits, which we've played. We played the Mono Blue Spirits on stream a while ago. There's you know Fires of Invention decks. There's Mono Red and Gruul aggressive decks. There's the Lotus Field combo deck that you were talking about, Cracker, which is mm-hmm. – Complicated, <laughs> it is. to say the least. So, yeah, it's kind of you can kind of play sort of whatever, whatever you, you want. want, yeah, yeah, which is which is cool. But there are it's it's it, it feels to me like modern used to be. I've heard some complaints from people that it's not the most enjoyable format to actually play, but in theory, it the format looks really good. I can't comment on that because we haven't played <laughs> at all, but. Yeah, it reminds me of what Modern was like before we started getting all the Modern Horizons sets that just mm-hmm. completely changed everything, where it's like, here's five to 10 decks that are the top decks, and then here's 50 decks <laughs> that you can play that are all viable and could all win a tournament on, on any given weekend. That's that's the impression I get of, of Pioneer.
1: Yeah, which is awesome. I love that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing it. Uh, like I said, we haven't... like played it basically at all i think the last time i actually played pioneer was
1: our bushfire event whenever that was (laughs) in the second or third week of the format existing yes yes yeah perfect
0: (laughs) so yeah but i'm i'm hoping to play a fair bit of it on the uh, on the friday in the last chance qualifiers and maybe make it into the main event so we thought we'd have a quick look at uh, you know the lists that we're looking at playing, like I said, I did a stream on Monday and and ran through my process of how I choose decks and how I find the lists and and sort of curate the lists and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I've got you I've start decided with to Steam Vince. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you actually, there. I think I think the common theme between all these is Storm Carved Coast. Okay, which is the one that's currently legal in Standard. I think that's in all of these decks, but. Yeah, I decided I'm going to play. Is it this weekend in every every format? I love it. So uh, yeah, it's it's certainly limited how many cards I have to pull out of my collection, which is quite nice. But uh, yeah, I've got three lists. I had two lists that I was looking at for Pioneer, and then. On my drive home today, I went, ooh, I forgot about this list. Why aren't I looking at playing that? So the first one is a an Is It Spells list uh, from a guy named TSP Yendrick, who's a, a Magic Online player and a streamer and does articles. And I can't remember what the website is, but yeah, it's it's a take on Is It that is a bit more controlling. It's playing Ledger Shredders, playing Treasure Crews, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but it's playing founding the third path which is an enchantment that lets you like flashback cards it it mills you and then lets you flashback cards from your graveyard and listening to him talk about it and sort of I had a bit of Twitter discourse backwards and forwards it sounds like most of the time you win by milling yourself and winning with Jace wielder of mysteries which is the one where if you draw a card while you've got no cards in your library you win the game so it just sounds like playing blue and red stuff and just drawing a million cards and winning that way cracker does that sound fun to you
1: it sounds amazing.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> How have I not known about this? <laughs> yeah.
0: So I'm keen to play that, but I literally have zero experience with with playing that list. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, that's what the twenty-five dollar last chance qualifier of <laughs> go in and get knocked out first round and then uh, queue up again. So uh that's the first one I'm looking at. Uh my fallback for Pioneer is bin chickens.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I know how to pilot that deck. I've played it in Modern. I've played it in Standard. I've played it in Explorer. I've played it in his, in Historic. Just everywhere, all of the I places. don't think I've played it in Pioneer, but it's basically the same. So that's my, uh, my fallback for Pioneer. And then the list that I remembered on the way home mm. was Indomitable Creativity. Remember I went through a stage of playing a whole heap I, of that on uh, I Explorer? I do. Yeah. Yep. So there's actually a creativity list in... Pioneer, and it's not that different to the Explorer version. You know, you're playing fables and big scores and, and all that sort of stuff. You get a few little upgrades in some of your burn spells and whatever. Uh, but the big upgrade is you're not playing torrential gearhawks anymore. You are Indomitable Creativitying. Well, I've never figured out how to say that. For two, usually, to go and get World Spine Worm and Xenagos God of Revel. So Xenagos is a uh, a 5 mana legendary enchantment creature god, it's a 6-5, it's indestructible Uh, the first line of text is completely irrelevant Uh, if your devotion to red or green is less than 7 it isn't a creature, that's actually a benefit so people can't easily kill it Uh, but the next thing is at the beginning of combat on your turn another target creature you control gains haste and gets plus X plus X until end of turn where X is that creature's power World Spine Worm is an 11 mana 15-15 with Mm -hmm. Trample, and when it dies, you put three 5-5 Worms with Trample onto the battlefield. And then the other part of the card that's actually super relevant in this deck is whenever it's put into a graveyard from anywhere, shuffle it into its library, because creativity, you want the cards in your library for for this version. You're not flashing things out of your graveyard with the Torrential Gearhulk. You want the creatures in your library. So your world's spine worm is always going to end up back in your library unless it's in your hand, but you've got plenty of ways to discard it. And yeah, you just go and get those two creatures and Xenogos turns it into a 30-30 with trample and haste. And you it's just amazing. punch people in the face. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I'm super keen to play this. <laughs> it looks like
1: a lot of fun. I don't know what to say.
0: Neither do I. <laughs> it-
1: Yes, that is a thing you can do. Uh, <laughs> good good luck. <laughs> uh,
0: so, uh, like you said, you're interested in playing Abzan, Grease Fang. Yes. Mm-hmm. The other one you were looking at was the Lotus Field. Yep. How does that deck work? What is it doing?
1: It is using the namesake card of Lotus Field, which is a land that enters tapped and taps for three mana, but you had to sacrifice two lands. And it adds three matter of any color. The idea being that you have two of them in play, you Thespian stage to make a second one, because otherwise you'd have to sacrifice the first one. Um, But you you basically just chain off a lot of untap effects, with the end state being Emergent Ultimatum, casting that to go find, like, Behold the Beyond and um, Omniscience, because, you know, we're all about casting cheap spells here, Shorty. (laughs) Yes. And then some other nonsense. With the ultimate, the win condition being a a one of approach of the second sun in your sideboard, that you can go and fetch in a couple of different ways. The new lists, the new lists have got two copies of Zakama.
0: Yes, that's your ultimate win con.
1: That's the alternate one. (laughs) Apparently, that comes in for the uh, aggressive decks. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, the the other big change to this one to the list I was playing that I've messed around with before is just playing a copy of Leah to just rebuy all your stuff. And it also means that you're not weak to like the mono blue spirits and that kind of thing. So, you know, Mystical Dispute is quite the card against Emergent Ultimatum. So, uh, yeah, it it gives you a bunch of protection there. So it's probably just better than it has been before, but I was watching some stream of it today actually just trying to wrap my head around it and there's a lot going (laughs) on. How did you go? (laughs) There's a lot going on.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's one of those decks where you you need to really know when you can like go for it. Uh-huh. And it's, it's kind of like what like Chewy's <laughs> Chewy's going to be so disappointed this is going to be the second time I'm going to mention KCI, KCI. <laughs> on this podcast. Like you you needed to know, okay, I've got these cards in my hand. I can go for it from here, and I'm like 99% that I'm gonna I'm gonna win, sort of thing. But if you don't know those lines, you're just looking at like a bunch of lands and some janky spells uh-huh. and stuff in your hand, and it's like, uh, I guess I just wait till I've got enough mana to cast the emergent ultimatum or something. And
1: yeah. yeah, the other thing is knowing like how long you've got. So not do I have the resources? It's like how many turns do I have left? Which means you need to know like what your opponent's theoretical kills are and what their outs are. So, you, it requires a bunch of knowledge of the format, which I do not have. <laughs> no, you do not, Cracker. <laughs> which is fine. Yes. We'll, we'll get we'll get it built. We'll bring it up there and we'll play it anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's not like we do a podcast where we're meant to know this stuff and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: 150 episodes in, surely. I thought you'd know that by now. yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so that or yeah, absent Greswing, I think is, yeah. is probably yep. just a really good
0: choice. Yep, yep, cool. So yeah, I'm I'm intending on having a deck for well, multiple decks for Pioneer because I'm probably going to end up playing that the most. Then a modern deck for the Saturday and then a standard deck for the Sunday. So modern for me, uh, I came across a list a while ago and it's coming up in popularity. It's a again, is it? Uh, it's a prowess deck, so it's Dragon's Rage Challenger, Swift Spear, Soulscar Mage, Sprite Dragons, and then a bunch of free stuff like Lava Darts and Metamorphos and Mutagenic Growth and Mishra ba- Mishra's Baubles and all that sort of stuff. So, I've played decks like this oodles of times. I quite mm-hmm. enjoy them, and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing this. I think menguchi I think you sent me a menguchi list for, for this one. So, yeah. quite looking forward to giving that deck a crack. Have you got an idea of what you'd play in modern
1: Oh yeah, Merktide. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, that that deck kind of is just the yep. bigger version of this one. Yep. But you know, playing Archmage's charms and then going up to yeah, giant Tide regions to try and, and get them dead.
0: Yep. You've played that. We went and played a. I have. Yeah. Was that part? No, it was modern. Yeah, modern that we went and played you and you played Merktide, didn't you? I played Death Shadow, I think. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So you've at least <laughs> got some experience uh, with the yeah. deck.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. It's it's really powerful. Um, and plus, you can just, like yours, cheese people out with a Blood Moon in the sideboard games.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Land a Blood Moon and just bash people's faces in while they're trying to recover from uh, from their mana is uh, always a lot of fun. And then, yeah, I'm going to have a standard deck together. I've been, the, the standard deck I've been playing, like, obviously, I've been playing a ton of Mono Red previously, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sticking to my Is it plan for the weekend. <laughs> so I've been playing an Is it control list in standard for a little while, which is you know burn spells, counter spells, Celestus Bankbuster, that sort of thing, going up to a couple of Leers and a couple of Holebreaker Horrors. So the list has picked up a couple of things from the new set, like namely Brotherhood End or brother, Brotherhood's End, which is the mm-hmm. three mana. Yep, sweeper and obliterating bolt, which is the uh, the exiling, uh, deals for damage and then exiles it, creature or planeswalker, which is quite good. So I think I'm going oh, I've, to, I've got the cards out to, to play this and, and that's what I'm interested in playing, but I'm going to wait and see what comes out, you know, what shakes out over the next few days from standard, from arena and that sort of thing. And if there is, a, like we had a bit of a look on stream this week at some, like, is it, Artifact lists. It seems like the the Is it stuff in Brothers War is supporting the artifact archetype, which there's a lot of stuff that's been seeded from like Neon Dynasty and that that uh, goes along with that archetype. So, do you have a uh, a plan in mind if you end up playing standard?
1: No, it'd be some horrible Delva iconoclast. <laughs> spells go wide thing i started like i was on my phone last night and you know i was watching stuff i was like oh i wonder if i could start like building this and there was like 85 cards in there i was like okay like uh <laughs> there's there's something here but it was just me going oh it's a draw a card oh it deals damage so i think those lists can be good actually one thing that was um interesting is uh vault surge gets really good with Iconoclast because yeah the, yeah the tokens that get spat out are Artifact creatures, oh, yeah. so you can cast Vault Surge, trigger it, sacrifice it. Oh, seems really good.
0: Yep, yeah. yeah. I think there's definitely something there, and yeah, I just don't know if the full list is there. But yeah, you know, I sort of wait and see what other people play. Sounds like you and I are basically just playing Is it the whole weekend, other than you, you know, playing Greasebank
1: Yeah, <laughs> playing but Grease I mean, it, and then, you know, then Is it It's listen, man. It's, it's, it's our colours. <laughs> it is. It's the things we like to do. And if Grixis was a viable archetype, then we'd probably look at that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just have to
0: hope that Chris has enough is it cards to, to cover us. Up. He was. <laughs> I was asking him the other day, he said, I'm not sure how many Ledger Shredders I've got. So, 11. Mur- does Merktide play Ledger Shredder? Sure does. Yeah, okay. Because I own none. So, I, uh, I spent a bit of time this week pulling out all the cards that I own for all the decks that I'm looking at playing and I've put together a list of what I need to borrow from Chris and it's it's not mm-hmm. too bad. Okay. But yeah there's there's
1: definitely four legislators on there. So Yeah, that's fair. We'll see there uh, we go. And then just commander decks will be the other thing I'll yeah. bring up. Yep. Which will be awesome.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be awesome weekend. As we said, uh, if you're going to be there, let us know. There is we do have a channel Dedicated to it in the Discord. There's uh, there's been a few people letting us know that they're going to be there. So let us know, ping us, come and say good day to us. It would be awesome to meet you. And uh, yeah, come play some games with us. And then after hours, it's likely that we're going to be looking for players to play Cube. So come and join that. And uh, yeah, keep an eye out for hopefully some streaming content through the weekend. Yeah. So I think that's going to do us, Cracker. I don't know if there's going to be a podcast next week because we're all going to be. I mean, I'm going to be on literally on the plane flying to Sydney when we would normally be recording the podcast. You will already be there, so I don't think there's going to be an yep. episode next week unless we record something early, which I doubt. Uh, so we seems yeah, unlikely. You, you may miss a week, but keep an eye out for our streamed content instead, and then we'll be back the following week with yeah, tournament report. I, I imagine from uh, you know me winning the regional championships and yeah. qualifying for the pro Talking tour. Talking about yeah. the pro tour, yeah, 100%. Yep, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, just uh, the usual reminders on the way out. Come and join us in our Discord. It is an awesome place, and uh, there's lots of very cool people in there. We can't remind you about the leagues because the leagues are all done. The envy's coming up, but you can't qualify for that anymore. So uh, stay tuned for next year's tournament series, whatever we decide to do for that. There's links in the show notes for the merch store. You're probably leaving it a little bit late if you want to order something to wear for Sydney. Uh, I did get a new T-shirt last week and a nice big I've got my nice big uh, desk mat with the beans logo on it's pretty cool Ooh, got my sweet. keyboard mouse on that now but yeah go and check that out links in the show notes go to jpmtgbazaar.com.au and join the facebook group cuz uh, yeah there's heaps of really good bargains that you can grab on there and when you win something let them know the beans sent you you can find us on youtube facebook twitch and twitter all those places we are magic beans or magic beans cast If you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Peace Inc. And you are, Cracker?
1: At Joel Hill underscore.
0: Very good. So that's it for this week. Thank you, as always, for listening. Stay safe out there, and we will see you all next time.